Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now on with the show. Welcome to Sunday Gravy, folks. This is Blake, and I'm joined by Senior Pastor Joey Hill, and uh, it's great to be with you guys today. It's good to be here. Uh, we wanted to start today, uh, give you guys a little bit of a news update. Um, Matt is not with us today, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, I guess fortunately and unfortunately, we'll say it that way, in, um, in ministry, you know, people are... Um, you know, go, we go through seasons as churches. A lot, uh, many of you know this. You're very familiar with it. A lot of you are seasoned in the church world and know that. You know, um, people get uh, called away, and people get um, God moves them on to other things, and you know that's just kind of the life of churches. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's fortunate for them. It's fortunate for the church because it gives them an opportunity for for new blood. But there's also the unfortunate side of it, as far as you know. Uh, just sometimes it hurts and it's, uh, mm. you know, just losing, uh, working with somebody each and every day. Um, but Matt is going to be, we announced this this past Wednesday night. Uh, so our, for our student ministry, they, they got announced to them and Bible study. So most of you who are hearing this already know this, but Matt is going to be stepping away from full-time ministry here. Um, I know a lot of times when you make an announcement like that, there's immediately the reaction of, okay, well, what's the real story? You know? right, and right. I, I told our Bible study on Wednesday night, by the way, I said, um, sorry, I'm just obsessively cleaning my screen over here. <laughs> I told our Bible study, <clears throat> I told, <laughs> you were like, what did he spill? <laughs> I told our Bible study on Wednesday night, I said, you know, the uh, some of people are immediately like, okay, well, what's the real story? Right. Was Joey hazing him? Yes. Was, was there a lot of inner office abuse or something like that? <laughs> and I said, absolutely not. Joey was not abusing him. I said, and then I I'm said. I'm so glad you made that clear. I said, <laughs> well, then I said, it was me. I was the one who was doing it. So I got a, I got a cheap laugh from Bible study. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At Matt's expense. But, <laughs> but no, the real story is, and as, uh, you know, uh, we told Matt, we kind of, uh, you know, laid it at his feet because we said, we want to share this exactly how it would come off your lips with anybody that you're talking to because we, in in all of this, what, you know, we just want to have transparency, right? Right, right. Uh, we want the real story to be the real story. And yeah. so yeah. Uh, if you were to ask Matt, he's, he's simply going to tell you, and you're more than welcome to, uh, he's simply going to tell you that uh, for some time he's been feeling called away from full-time vocational ministry. Um you know, uh, some people say it's, you know, you want to call it burnout, whatever. Um, but he has felt for some time that it was in his best interest for himself, for his family, but, and also for the church, for yeah. him to step aside for a while. There's no scandal going on. <laughs> everything is, uh, everything is, you know, well with Matt and, uh, well with, uh, his marriage, his marriage, yeah. his family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All of that. Uh, this is just, uh, I feel like it was time for, you know, he sent him saying he felt like it was a time for a new season, a different season. And so uh, that's kind of 
what yeah. led us to this point. Yeah, I'm glad to hear you say that, like talking about a new season, because really a lot of times when you hear that somebody's stepping away, one of the things that you want to do is, like you said, go negative and say, okay, well, something is being subtracted from, you know, whatever. But in a lot of ways, you know, you guys know the power of pruning. Sometimes stepping away actually means going forward, you right. know. And so I we feel like, you know, after listening to his heart, you know, he was not in any way upset at anybody or, you know, there was nothing really bad going on. Um, it was just a personal thing. And I think God really put him on a journey where he really feels like now he's got to, like, step back in order to to re-engage at some point in the future. And so that's right. so so we're most definitely asking the audience to pray for Matt, pray for Cherish, his wife. Um, they don't have any kids, so, I mean, this is going to be a, a, a journey for this couple. And so make sure that uh, you're praying for them as God, you know, moves them forward. And then pray for us now that we right. kind of have a, a gap here that we need to kind of fill. And, uh, you know, we're we're very serious here about we don't we're, – we're not – we don't we don't just put warm bodies in places you know that you know are in, as important as leading our student ministry or even being involved in our worship here we most definitely are asking for your prayers as we uh, are going to be seeking God's man or yeah. you know God's person for this and so that's the that's the that's the request and that's pretty much the whole story and we're sticking to it yeah so, <laughs> so yeah and um obviously uh, with I just completely and totally lost my train of thought, but I was going to, I was going to say uh, something in regards to, Oh, now I know. Sorry. Uh, Matt uh, does don't think that we're uh, coming on here and telling you this, or we told people that on Wednesday night and we really have him stuffed away in a closet somewhere. He's still going, <laughs> <laughs> you're still going to see him uh, yeah. definitely yeah. through the end of the month of March. He's yeah. going to be here on Wednesday nights. He'll be here on Sunday mornings. Uh, that type of thing. So be sure that uh, if you see him between now and definitely the end of March, mm -hmm. be sure to take that opportunity to let him know how much you appreciate how how well he has served the, our our church here. You know, yeah, and, yeah, because he's been here for six years. Yeah, six, six years. years. So yeah, I think our October or no, November ish mm -hmm. was six years. Yeah, and normally a a you know a, a stint of a youth pastor at a church usually is about two years or less. So for us to have him for six years, we felt blessed. And, you know, we've been making jokes that, you know, God brought him here because, you know, he met Cherish while he was here. And, you know, he's right. learned so much since he's been here. And he'll tell you all that, you know, that God most definitely, you know, it's just so easy because guys like him, and he's from Silicaga. A lot of people don't realize that. Mm -hmm. So he's a long way from home. And uh, it's so easy for guys like that to come in and say, hey, God brought me to corner because I'm going to change corner, but he'll tell you real quickly, God brought him to corner so that corner could change him. Like he's really gone through a great transformation here and he's a great man of God. And so just, you know, make, make all this a matter of prayer and, and just, we're, we're, we're just blessed that we had him as long as we did. And yeah, and like, you said, just, yeah. like you said, it's uh way, way beat the national average, right? Absolutely. So, absolutely. You know, yeah. We, you, you get to, and, and some of those numbers are based on, you know, denominational things right, and some of them are right. just in general and stuff like that. So, but by beyond anybody's, you know, imagine, I mean, basically based on anybody's statistics or numbers, it's somewhere in that two, two to four year range, right, something right. like that, just depending, right. depending on what study you look at. But, exactly. but, uh, so Matt has blown that out of the water. And, mm -hmm. uh, if you are, if you're listening to this and you are at another church and you have a, 
youth pastor, student pastor person that has been in that role for more than say four years, yeah, then you need to go and tell them how much you appreciate them. Like the, how much, I mean, honestly, they're beating the odds there by, because it, it, it's just such a, um, it, it is such a, with students, uh, any of you who have teenagers or, or have children who have went through those years, you mm-hmm. realize how quickly everything in their world changes. Absolutely. Everything yeah. shifts. Joey was in student ministry for a long time. And so for student ministry, you really have to, about every four years, you almost have to totally reinvent the way that you go about things right. in a lot of ways. That's right. It's a, you know, timeless truth, timely method kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And so there you have to reinvent all that. And so that becomes an exhausting process in mm. and of itself. Mm. So there's just a lot of reasons, you know, and, uh, like, like Joey said, you know, Matt carried a lot of, uh, or wore, you know, multiple hats for us. Yeah. So yeah. he creates a big gap. Um, but it's also, uh, you know, that much more reason for us to appreciate he and cherish really big as well. So. Yeah. And I think you're on something there as far as like, if you go to another church and you have a youth pastor there, um, that's been there a while, they deserve a Chick-fil-A gift, gift card. I'm just <laughs> saying you might want to go love on them a little bit. So. Yeah, they do for sure. Yeah. So I know you, I know you did not like getting the news of, of Matt, Yeah, but you're probably going to dislike this story today. Even more so. Here we go. All right. Bring it. Say what? Before I read the story, just know that Joey's giving me the hand signal. He got some new headphones. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted you to verbalize because you just pointed at them and kind of gave me a head nod. Like I did. They sound good. They sound awesome. <laughs> okay. Like I, I feel finally, like I'm in an entirely different studio. You're like, finally appreciating the bass drop on the say what? Let's go. <laughs> like I, I really was like moving like with <laughs> yeah. it. I was like, man, this is. All right, you ready awesome. for this? Yeah. I, this one's specifically for you. Okay. <laughs> Please hear every detail of this headline. Okay. Millions of hand-sized flying spiders soon. Oh. Soon to invade all of the United States. <laughs> this is why I need to vet these stories before you come on air and do this. Hand sized. No. 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 So uh-uh. should should we let should we let the listeners in yeah, on Yeah, go ahead. Cause you I mean Joey is <laughs> terrified, petrified. Whatever word you want, whatever adjective you want to use, he is. It's 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 more than a phobia. <laughs> it's we went to. Oh so this goes back to I don't know what year it was, but I was excited about because I'm I'm a nerd, and y'all know we've talked about Lord of the Rings and The <laughs> Hobbit and all that stuff quite a bit. And it was it was the year that maybe I don't know that it was the final Hobbit movie. Maybe it was the final Hobbit movie. Either the final one or the one before then, it was it was at least the second one in that trilogy. It wasn't Lord of the Rings, obviously, but it was. Mm-hmm. But it was the second one in that trilogy, and it was being released in December, and my birthday is on the first of December. Yeah, if you want my Amazon wish list, I'll send it to you. But there, um, Joey has birthday <laughs> gift bought. He bought he I, he and I movie tickets. We did. That was your gift. I remember that because we were at. Um, 
We were at Vestavia. Were we? Yeah. That's where we watched the movie. Remember really? We ate at Newt's before it. Oh, see, I don't remember Because we were... I remember we come out of Newt's and we got in the car. <laughs> Are you saying Newt's? Newt's. 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 With a K. K. Okay. It sounds like you're saying Newt's. Newt's. <laughs> like this little like salamander thing. <laughs> no, no, okay. no, no. Newt's. All right. So I remember coming out of Newt's <laughs> and... Uh, and we got in the car, and we were about to go watch the movie, and you said, no, look, before we go see this movie, Ooh. I got to explain to you the movie. And I went, okay, tell me all. And you were trying to explain to me all the different little kingdoms and the li little okay. dwarfs and, and elves and stuff. Because I knew he didn't but know anything you, about that. And I'm telling you that because you, what he's about to tell you <laughs> is he left out a very significant piece of information that he was aware of. So, and I don't even remember where this is at in one, which movie, whichever movie it was. I know they were very prevalent in Lord of the Rings, but there's these giant spiders, right? And so we're sitting there watching the movie, and, he, and at some point, spiders appear on screen, and he literally curls up almost into his seat next to me and looks at me I was so mad at with you. all kinds of emotion and says, good grief, you didn't tell me there was going to be spiders. <laughs> you didn't tell me there was going to be spiders. And I'm, and I'm looking at him in disbelief like, in case you missed it, you bought the tickets, and this is my first time to see the movie also. Like, I knew they existed in that world, but I didn't know they were going to appear. You did know. No, I, yes, no, you, I didn't. You know all about <laughs> movies before you ever even... I had you, no idea there were going to be spiders. they were going to be. <laughs> and I, I think it was at that moment that I learned just how much he disliked them. Like, it's... So, so enjoy this story. Okay. <laughs> Oh my God. A huge invasive spider that invaded Georgia from East Asia mm -hmm. uh, just uh, a few years ago oh my gosh. could soon take over m most of the U.S. starting with the East Coast. Uh, new research published February 17th, and uh, I'm not even going to try to say the name of this thing. But anyway, new research that was published in a particular journal suggests that a, a hand, the hand-sized Joro spider, J-O-R-O, which swarmed North Georgia by the millions last September. What? Has a special resilience to the cold that was previously unexpected. They thought they would die off. So let me give you the, let me give you the, um, by the way, the body on these spiders measures once they're grown, the body measure, measures about three inches long. So that's two inches. <laughs> so the body is about three inches long. Anyway. Uh, they they begin appearing north. Let me give you the let me give you my version of this story because it goes into a lot of details that you're probably not going to want, and most of them probably going to make you nauseous. Mm. But it started in 2014 when uh, there was a in a shipping container, shipping container containing some of these spiders that um, that they came from East Asia, and they I guess they hatched in the in that shipping container, um, and then they. Um, they begin to populate in in that area. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. since then, now here's the good news for Alabama is because of the way the weather systems do, and, and get this, here is the um, one of the most chilling facts about this is the hatchlings, they disperse and they spread by turning their webs. When they hatch, they turn their webs into parachutes. 
and they fly as far as 100 miles away. That's why it says flying spiders. They literally, they really don't fly. They don't have wings. Right. But they'll turn their webs into parachutes, and they'll fly hundred mile, as far as 100 miles away. So the good news for, like, the state of Alabama, are you, like, trying to look up the— Oh, I'm already looking at them. People are holding them in their hands. Are they poisonous? No, they're not poisonous. It doesn't matter. But they'll, they'll fly— That's— They'll fly as, as far as 100 miles away, and then that's how they spread. So the good news for the state of Alabama is this, because the way the weather systems move and how they generally move from west to east, yeah, and that's the way most of the wind fields flow, for that reason, they're spreading towards the east coast predominantly. Mm. However, it's bad news, they've already been spotted in Alabama. Oh, they, I'm looking at the picture. They remind me of like, you remember the big banana spiders? They're, they, they remind you of them, but let me just tell you, they're bigger. Oh, my gosh. Like, if you put, if you put one bes, beside one of those, you're mm-hmm. thinking about like the big garden variety banana spider that's black and gold striped. Um, they're bigger. They're about twice the size. <laughs> so here, here's how you know... If you've seen one, like if because you, you could be looking one and and seeing one of those, like those garden type spiders, um, I th- I don't know the exact particular spider, but what we what I call a garden spider, I've heard people call banana spider that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, these the probably the most unique feature to them, other than yeah, they're brightly colored and they're large, but other than that, the most unique feature is their webs are golden. The actual spider web is gold colored. It's not white wow. or gray. It's golden colored. So you'll know immediately. And they do, they weave, they uh, they do like orb, I mean not orb, but uh, the big like cone shaped type webs. So anyway. They look like a bright colored beetle with long spider legs. Yeah, if you want to, see, if you're listening and you want to see a picture of it, it's called a Joro spider, J O R O. So, um, you'll, technical and you'll, term, Trachonophila clavata. Yeah, and you'll <laughs> when you find when you find a picture of them, some of the ones that the first ones that come up, they're actually small ones. Mm-hmm. But if you you see the one picture where you see the one that's crawling on a stick, oh yeah, yeah. So that's a larger body one. Okay. So, <laughs> so here's my here's my Question. Here's my question. Yeah. When do we go back into lockdown? (laughs) (laughs) This 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 is an epidemic. (laughs) This is a problem. Like this is I would if there was a vaccine against spiders, I would take it. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we're talking about spiders dropping from the sky. That's what we're talking about. It sounds, you know, it, that, it's... Uh... Like, people don't understand. Like, we we camped one time down in Tallahassee, Florida, because the boys were playing ball down there or whatever, and we were camping at this site, and everybody was worried about because it was right on the Alabama River and everybody was worried about gators and we had like kayaks right and the kids didn't want to kayak because they're like I'm worried about gators well I'm sitting outside and we're our campsite's underneath this tree and I'm grilling and as I'm grilling you know we've got the little canopy out and stuff I kept hearing stuff hit the canopy like something's falling out of the tree and hitting the canopy and I'm like man there's like normally that's what like you know a 
a, a, a nut of some sort or maybe yeah. a pine cone or something from the tree. And I finally shined a light up in the tree. Mm-hmm. It was spiders falling out of the tree and, and hitting the top of our camper. It sounded like little drops of rain, like every like five seconds. I'm telling you, I went inside and and, and Brown was like, are the, are the burgers done? I was like, they can burn. I will not, I know when I told her what was going on, it was like, <laughs> soon, it's over. Like, y'all look. worried about gators? We got spiders falling from the sky. <laughs> I wish I had video of you in that moment. Oh, my gosh. Where, you, when you looked up and you realized it, <laughs> when you realized it was spiders, Joey looks up, his eyes get real big. and <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Is yeah, that how that's it, exactly <laughs> what it was like. That would be the soundtrack. Like, here's Johnny. <laughs> <I mean>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Why would you bring this up, man? I just knew you'd love it. Oh I knew you'd love the story. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm... I've got to hire people to do my yard now. <laughs> I mean, this the, is like the old Joe Rose spider. Anyway, why why is China messing everything up? I just want to throw that it it says it's from Taiwan. That's where it says it's from. Yeah, in the but I think they're they're all they're everywhere. Of the they're Japan. They're I think they Taiwan. made them in a lab, leaked it, <laughs> and it's time for another pandemic. Yeah. Anyway, We're going time to go into lockdown. Lockdown. Is there a spiritual element to this story, or are you just trying to freak me out? Just trying to freak you out. Well, you did it. All right. I'm fully freaked out. So let's talk about inside. <laughs> I'm getting so much better at these transitions. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so every, you know that's what's next. We talk about the sermon. We now. talk about the sermon. So which uh, is the point of Sunday gravy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh Sunday, though, we did the last part of our inside series. Mm-hmm. You're killing me with your bubble gum. Oh, you like my gum? <laughs> Honestly, I wasn't chewing on the gum until I got the spider story. Now I'm it's just I'm nervous a, chewing. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, we did the last part of our insight series. Yeah. Uh, from Sunday. Um, so let's see here. We talked about uh, the relate because of the the previous week we talked about a uh, relation. Uh, well, we talked about our relationship with God, mm-hmm. and we talked about our relationship uh, with r- relationship with others, mm-hmm. uh, and then this particular week, relationship with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, started off with the with the definition of volitional, essentially dealing with ourselves, mm-hmm. um, and then from there, uh, you got into. I'm not exactly sure how you transitioned from there. In, well, I mean, I sort of know, but you went from there into you spent some time to kind of unpacking and talking about mental illness. Yeah, mental health is obviously a... Yeah, uh, mental health and mental illness. Yeah, yeah, it's a buzzword these days. And, I mean, when you're talking about how to deal with yourself, I mean, um, basically, I, I, I wanted to talk about... I've, I've actually wanted to talk about mental health for a long time because, obviously, anybody who is in the church world, um, especially in a leadership role, understands how much you have to deal with that. You mm-hmm. know, you're dealing with that emotional health of people. Um, and a lot of people always feel like, okay, when you talk about mental health, it's, it's really, you know, it's, it's, it's like something that was genetically or physically a problem and there's medicine for that or whatever. But what people don't realize is, is the predominant majority of mental health issues are emotional Mm -hmm. and they're more brought on by, you know, tragedies and 
wounds, deep wounds and and heart wounds kind of thing. And so anyway, so I felt like it was important to talk about that at this point because in reality, you know, how can you have a relationship with yourself if you've you've got all these things you can't cope with in your life? And I and I felt like based on statistics that, you know, a lot of people in the room that I was talking to were dealing with mental health issues that honestly either they are aware of or they're not aware of. And it and and based on stats, a good one in four people deal with it. So I got you. Yeah. That you got me there for a second on this side. They're either aware of it or they're not aware of it. Yeah. According, according to statistics, that was well, oh yeah, I no, you can didn't see say that. that. I can see that. Is that is that like the the whole yeah. joke is like you know I used to be in a band. A lot of people lo- <laughs> people either loved us or they hated us or they thought we were okay. You know, <laughs> that's so true. I'm missing. That's me. so true. Uh, yeah, yeah the got, one the you, ones who would know it, they're the one in four. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Me. yeah. You gave us a, a pretty good bit of statistics though. Yeah, uh, and then but I, I like when you got to the part where you said you know. Um, in order for us to know ourselves, to really get to know ourselves, to kind of get to the root of all this, then we have to let Scripture open us up. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you, you, you kind of prefaced all that was like, this is not a self help sermon, uh, but you, you know, because <laughs> the world, you, how you, you were saying the because the world tells us, you know, you just need to love yourself more, right? Gotta love yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't uh, love others until you're I like how you were kind of driving in that direction and it started to feel like that. And that's when you kind of put the brakes on and said, Okay, this is by the way, this isn't a self help sermon. This is not just love yourself more because God loves you and then you'll be great, you know. Yeah. Because and, and where you turned on a dime there is when you said the world tells us we need to love ourselves more, but we'll, what we actually need to do is learn to die to ourselves. Exactly. And to yeah. me that's where you kind of stuck your foot in the ground and pivoted mm-hmm. and uh yeah. Um, and you actually said the goal of today's message is not to love ourselves more, but to know ourselves more. Right. And uh, right. all you need in order to do that is God's word. Exactly. Exactly. And so that that all of that's pretty much what led us to our scripture, which, mm-hmm. which was Ephesians five, and we, for the day we did uh, verses eight through fourteen. Um, and I like how you frame that in scripture breaks down the uh, God's word breaks down us down as human beings in two ways, things that are inside of us and things that are outside of us. Yeah. Have you ever picked up on that? I mean, on what? That, that fact that the Bible kind of looks at us I don't think I've ever thought about it. Two ways. I don't yeah. think I've ever thought about it like that. No. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, at this particular point in the message right here, the Bible, <laughs> the Bible breaks us down as humans in two ways, things that are inside of us and things that are outside of us. And then, Bam, lighting emergency. <laughs> oh, so I'm saying that so that you'll know that my yeah. notes from this point forward are there, but they're scarce. They're okay? scarce. Yeah, tell I, everybody what happened. Well, because <laughs> we've had one particular lighting fixture that if you were sitting in the second service, you know, well, you may not know technically what happened, but you saw what happened. Yeah. You know that all of a sudden Joey just went dark on yeah. stage. Lights so, went out. Yeah, the lights. Well, not all the lights, but the lights that Stage were on you. On me, and yeah. so to bore you with, I won't bore you with all the technical details, but I'll just tell you, we've had one lighting fixture that's been acting up. And essentially when you're talking about, you know, stage lighting, everything is in, you know, the how it sends signal is through what's called DMX. And you pass the signal down the line from one fixture to the next to the next. Anyway, 
And yeah, I know. <laughs> Every, I, In other words, we got a lot that went bad and we're replacing it. <laughs> yeah. It affected everything down the line yeah, from it. So yeah, that's what that's happened. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. I don't have a snore sound effect. <laughs> I did it for you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what happened. Well, so I was preoccupied with that and uh, Matt was as well. Like he came back there to the, to the booth and he, he, he kind of took over and was trying to, trying to fix that. But I was, yeah. I was preoccupied there. It actually kind of fit because the, the rest of the message was about darkness Being and light. in darkness, but we did get, <laughs> he, or he did get you lit up pretty quickly, yeah, pretty quickly. But you know, a lot of times in, in that moment, when you go dark like that, it was, um, <laughs> when you're, when you're in an awkward moment like that, 30 seconds seems like an eternity. It does. Yeah. I mean, all I kept hearing was Dory, you know, just, just, <laughs> just keep, keep swimming. <laughs> yeah. But I do know that uh, I did get the, I did get all the fill in the blanks. Okay. As you know, part of that. But so the next thing I have, so I just want you to fill in the gap. Any, if there's anything you want to say till we get to that point. Uh, so the Bible breaks us down as humans in two ways, things that are inside of us, things that are outside of us. And then mm-hmm. right out of the gate, I got verse eight, uh, un under the skin first. And you talked about the darkness essentially that is beneath our skin in, yeah. inside of us. Yeah. And, um, and, and I think it's important to right before that, when you were actually, yeah, you know, dealing with all that, I remember being in the dark, uh, saying this, <laughs> but the, it's interesting because the, the way the Bible views, um, like, cause I said, you know, when you're dealing with things that are on the inside and things are on the outside, mm-hmm. well, those, those two things actually sandwich something and that is your skin. And the, it's interesting how the Bible views skin and I even made the comment, I said, this is a great place for if I wanted to just chase a rabbit hole and never come back. Yeah. I said, we could talk about racism right here. It's interesting how the Bible deals with skin and stuff and what it what it calls it. But it was funny because uh, I read a, a verse out of uh, Song of Solomon. And Solomon, right there in chapter 1, he said, <laughs> he, said uh, he said, my skin is dark and beautiful. That's what he said about himself. But then he said, my skin is like a tent. And what's funny is then from there, we, 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 we launched over into where Paul throughout the new Testament would talk about our skin and talk about our flesh as being tents. Like we're living in these tents and stuff. And, and I think it's important to note because he was talking about when he was talking about um, that that tent scenario uh, in Corinthians, he was actually talking about it. He he said that um, he said our our tents, our skin, it gets heavy. It, mm-hmm. It's like a heavy burden that you have to walk around with, and and that's where I kind of kind of took a jab at that little line that you hear so many people say, you got to be comfortable in your skin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to, you know, you got to have that confidence in your skin or whatever. And what's funny is, is, is Paul says, no, it's uh it's heavy. It's heavy to walk around in your skin. Um, it's where we get terms like heavy heartedness and, and it's just heavy. Everything's a heavy load. And then he says, and while you're in your skin, you groan. And what he was getting at when you read the rest of the chapter there is he was like, what you're saying is, or what he's saying is, is that the reason we groan is because we groan for something better. We want something, we we, we want that hope. We want to be able to to say, okay, the way this is right now yeah. in my skin, yeah, this is not forever. Yeah. This is not permanent. And that's and, then, and he said, I got great news. It's not. 
there's something great coming. And then he goes on to say, and that should make you a cheerful person. Mm -hmm. You should, if you're a follower in Christ, you're going to get this upgrade, this old bag of bones, man, you're going to get such an upgrade. You should be happy. Like you should be excited about this. Yeah. And so, so I kind of pointed that out because I wanted people to understand that you need to get to uh, one way to get to start to know yourself is to begin to understand these basic things about yourself. That is, first of all, deep down, you want more. Mm-hmm. Deep down, you want more. And that's always going to be a curse because as we were created in the image of God, um, yes, we are fallen creatures, but there's still elements of us that that long for paradise, that long for Eden, you know, yeah. and, and that Eden's coming, right? So... So from there, when you understand that, then that kind of sets us up for those three points, you know, like, um, um, you know, things that are under the skin. And, and that, was, that was verse 8 right there in mm-hmm. Ephesians 5. And, and what that verse says is, is Paul says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Yeah. And so this is an under-the-skin thing here. Um, what, he's, what he's showing us is, is what is underneath there. And I think it's important to note that Paul, even though he's inferring that if you're a believer in Christ, then w- at one point in your life, you were once in darkness. And, 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 and that is what he's inferring, but he's saying way more than that. He said, you weren't just once in darkness. He says, you were once darkness. Mm. Like, you were darkness. Like, the, the very, everything about you, the very nature of you being in, uh, not only in darkness, but actually being darkness itself, um, meant, especially when you look at things like 1 John 1, <clears throat> excuse me, 1 John 1, 5 through 6, where he talks about, um, John says, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Well, guess what that means? If you were darkness, that means before Christ that there was no part of you that mm. was about God. Yeah. There, does that make sense? Yep. Like, I know that's right up your tree when I say <laughs> those kind of things, man, especially with all the depravity and everything. But <laughs> um, but not only that, not only were, were, were we, did we not have anything to do with God? Um, and uh, in other words, for us, there was, there, there was no hope. This life is all there is. There is no God. There's no inheritance there's no there's nothing to look forward to and um and I, that's when i kind of told the story of you can't live like that yeah like you can't live without hope yeah you know mm-hmm. um and that's when i told the story of harrison ford and yeah what would he trade all his money for and he said i trade it off for one minute of peace because yeah. peace without peace there is no hope and um and then one more thing about darkness was i said in john 3 19 through 21 it says this and this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. Uh, for everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. And so, not only were we once darkness, but we loved it. Mm. I mean, that's that's hardcore. Yeah. We loved it. And if you don't understand that about yourself going forward as a believer, you're really going to struggle. Yeah. Because you gotta, you gotta know where you came from. There was nothing about you that wanted God. There was nothing about you that needed God. You, you wanted to be left alone in your own darkness, you know. And um, and 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 the reason is is because what does light do? It yeah. exposes you. Yeah. So I've got the um, the next uh, fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. 
I did get it as well. I got it. Well, like I said, I got all the fill in the blanks. But the next one is was based on verses 9 through 12. Right. I don't have that scripture. Do you have that scripture? I do. There? I do. Um, he said, live, live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. Yeah. And that's yeah. When, that's when you talked about the fill in the blank was above the skin, so basically outside of us. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I do have uh, the law of life. Everything will produce and multiply after its own kind. Mm-hmm. Remind me how we got to that. I can't. Yeah. Um, basically, it's the idea that um, at this point we're now we need to understand the relationship between what is underneath the skin and how that impacts what is outside the skin, um, what people actually see. And so it's the old it's the old classic saying, you know, what is character? It's who you are when nobody's looking, kind right, of thing. Right. But and so we, we live in a day and age where people put on so many airs, they put on, you know, they wear so much makeup, you know, that they don't want anybody to know who the real them is, you know, kind of thing. And so so what's interesting about the law of life, obviously you see the law of life big time in creation story in Genesis, mm-hmm. you know, everything was multiplying itself after its own kind. And, um, and, but that's not where I landed. I actually landed in Luke chapter six, mm-hmm. um, because Jesus was talking, he was talking about the law of life, but he was looking at it in, in, in the illustration of a tree yeah. and the type of fruit it produces. And he said, a good tree cannot produce bad fruit and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. Right. You know, the, um, the last one, um, was based on the verses 13 and 14. Am I right? Mm-hmm. And it was, well, I'll let you, you, I'll let you read those if you got them. Yeah, I got them. Okay. Um, it says, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible mm-hmm. and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Right. This is why it is said, wake up sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Right. I like this one because then from there you jump back, you jump to Romans 8. You did Romans 8, 11. You should so, know all about that. Yeah. <laughs> so that that one got me, and the fill in the blank was through the skin. And, through the skin. And, yeah, and mm-hmm. essentially how, you know, how what's going to happen through you and, and to you and through you because of this. Uh, yeah. Um, the I don't the know process what, the process right. I don't yeah. know what you want to say. You can say whatever you want to say before this, but you ended with a, a wrestling illustration. Did you get let me, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, did which you my get, wife was like, you know, did you get any? Did you get any feedback on that at all? Any flack from her? Period. Period. Did anybody say on any, the wrestling thing? Did anybody say anything to you about it on the wrestling thing? Yeah. No. Okay. I got one. <laughs> This is this is a this is a, a very subtle thing. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it really bothered me in the moment. Okay, did it really? Okay, oh, you yeah. want to give everybody? You just give yeah. Them. So so basically, the, the it, point. This, of, by the way, let me let me say okay. to ease your mind right here. Uh-huh. This is not like spiritual. It's not spiritual. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's not like I was saying so, <laughs> you're being heretical there, Joey. It's not like that. Okay. No. So uh, point three was. Re- mainly just talking about the process of how 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 does how does like you know like obviously you know when there's darkness in then darkness comes out you know and that kind of thing but it's interesting because because a lot of people a lot of people 
in even in I'm not saying people who have darkness under their skin are not doing good things on the outside. That's a lot of that's just to mask the fact that they are struggling with darkness on the inside. But but there's something powerful that Paul teaches a lot as far as process goes about how when Christ is in you, how it processes and comes through you right. to become fruit for others to see. Right. You know, yeah. um, there's a lot of people out there who who make fruit happen because they want to let everybody know that Christ is in, but that inside them, but that's not the process. The process, he even talked about it right here when he said, wake up sleeper, talking about being asleep in the light, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. And basically this is a picture of resurrection power. This right. is another picture of resurrection, which is why Romans eight eleven I read mm-hmm. where he says, the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. And so the whole point was, was that, that if you look at me and you see things in me that says, okay, that convinces me more that Jesus, uh, Joey is a Jesus follower. Mm-hmm. You know, if you see anything about me that's screaming that I am a Jesus follower, um, if it's authentic and it's real, then you have to know it came from inside of me and it came out through the power of the resurrection. Like it's the idea of the same way that we were brought forth from death unto life. You know, we were dead in our sins, but now Christ is alive in us. So that process is a picture of the resurrection, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and which is, and I even said here, if you've ever been baptized here at High Point, you've heard me say, every single person who's ever been baptized here, I've always said this, buried in darkness as I put them down into the water. And right. as they come up, I say, raised to walk in newness of life. Right. This is all a picture of the resurrection. This is all a picture of salvation. This is, this, that's what this is all about. Mm-hmm. And in the same way that if, if Christ is in you, and godly living and Christ likeness is coming out of you. That is also a picture of the resurrection. Yeah. And so, so I went used that. I don't know why, but I used that as an uh, as a kind of a launching point to t- uh, to use this illustration at the end. That's we have cool. a ton of people in our church that love wrestling. Yeah, I don't know. What's I, wrong. I don't know what's wrong with them. It's just like and and I, and a lot of them are old school wrestling. Like they don't they don't even yeah, the stuff going on they, now is trash in their book. I think everybody everybody even if they're not a wrestling fan, they still they still understood where you were going with the whole cuz it's Hulk you were Hogan, talking about Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and, and all that and and, he, and my whole thing was where how I wanted this thing to end was I wanted to end with okay, you know, the reason Hulk Hogan was so endearing to people was because right. he would the 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 match was always with him with a 500 pound gorilla laying on top of him. He's right. about to lose the match, but then all of a sudden that hand would come out, right. and then he would start, start to shake, and it yeah. was like he was coming back to life, you know. Right. And then when he did, he would throw the guy across the ring, and he would win the match. And I was just using that as an illustration. Shut up! <laughs> you're so like, ner- you're just like you don't know what I'm gonna say. I, I know, but I'm, I'm saying this for the for okay. the yeah, yeah, listener yeah. that wasn't there. I know, but you, you so look my like point was shut up. You look like you're nervous about what I'm going to say. I am. I'm okay. very nervous, which is I want to get this out for the listener. Okay. So 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 the picture was was that a lot of time, a lot of times in people's lives they're weighed down, they're burdened down, um, and I could even at that point I even went back to even the mental health issues and stuff. There's so much weight and so much and there's so much in you that groans for something better and 
and I just wanted the listener, uh, not just the listener here, but the, our people in our church, if you're sitting here today and you have Christ in you, then you have the power of the resurrection. The, you, these things, you don't have to be slave to them. They, can, they, they don't, you don't answer to them. They answer to your Savior. And that's the thing. And if, and if you still have to walk through that, because it's, it is a journey and you still have to walk through that, you need to know something. If Christ is alive, then there's hope. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if Christ is alive, there's hope. And I don't care how big that 500 pound gorilla is. Yeah. You've got the power, the power in Christ to be set free, you know, and especially from most mental illnesses, which have to do with spiritual and emotional things. So, yeah. So, all right. So, give me your, <laughs> give me your, so critique. if you would have said it just like that, yeah, I would have, there would have been no, okay. Like I said, this is, this is very minimal. Okay. But, but I went into a song too. Did you? Yeah. He's you? alive. He's alive. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, forgiven. Yeah. Heaven gates are open. Yeah. Wide. He's so alive. go back to the, the Hulk Hogan thing. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Build it out how you did on Sunday because you were saying <laughs> he's on the mat. Yeah. And he's out. He's out. And then what? And then you see that finger come okay, out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes he's out and the referee does what? He starts counting down. What does he do? What's the referee do? Ten. Nine. Eight. What? That's not how wrestling works. That's not how it works. When you said he was pinned him on top of him. Oh, oh, you're right. He, they slammed it's the thing. One, three, two. Two, three. I got you. And I couldn't get over with now, if he was out, like he's laying there with nobody on top of him, uh-huh. then they do a 10 countdown. But that's So you're saying I got boxing and you got boxing and wrestling. I got you. Up. I got you. And, you and see, when that, you think about it, I missed that. Because if I would have went one, two, three on the mat, that would have been three days later he rose. That was, <laughs> three days later he he's alive. alive. He's alive. You remember that song? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's alive and I'm that's forgetting. So, that's so, uh, so shallow of me. But when you when you started counting down from 10, I'm like, he lost me. He lost he me. He lost me. With he the, is inaccurate. <laughs> inaccurate <laughs> illustrations. <laughs> it was funny because I was in the second service and I looked up there to the front row because I I seen uh, uh I was trying to see if I could make out his facial expression but I was looking at Cameron Soulsby oh who's a big wrestling yeah. fan and I actually kind of glanced over and uh, seen Brownie as well but I was looking at mm-hmm. both of them I was looking at the back of their head so I couldn't tell yeah. but I wanted to see if I could get a head head my shake wife would have called me out on that and she didn't. <laughs> She did. So no, your illustration landed regardless. Okay, it landed regardless, despite the fact that I. But was this was just inaccurate. me. This was just me in the back of the room, <laughs> just like every time you say kindergarten, I want to make fun of you. So I wanted, I, I wanted to be like it's Joey. Somewhat- that ain't how wrestling works. <laughs> That's just me being a jerk. Kindergarten. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'll get I'll get my act together. But that's way. uh, yeah. So that was the message. That was a message. It was good. Mm. End, end, I like the ending. I like how it ended. Uh, but anyway. Uh, so now the, we want to encourage everybody to come next month. I'm excited about this upcoming series. It's yeah. going to be good. I'm excited. So normally we would let Matt uh, comment on worship here. But as we as we share, mm-hmm. we, he's, he's not here with us. But uh, we have um, any comment, anything you want to say about worship yesterday? I thought, it, I thought it they was did an it, excellent job. It, I mean, we have good worship here. But that to me was in a special plane. That that mm. 
I don't know what it was. Um, I talked to some folks afterwards, and yeah. they agreed with me. They they were like, and I told them, is it because it seemed louder? Like like it just seemed like it encompassed the room. Um, all I know is when's the last time they got done singing, and our people just without even being coerced were like applauding, hmm. like they just applauded. Yeah, it was amazing. It was really good. Yep. Did an excellent job. The whole team did. And um, so, speaking of Matt not being here, um, any of you want to try your hand at co-hosting a podcast? We'll be taking <laughs> resumes for Sunday Gravy as well. Exactly. You come up here and help me with this. I mean, this guy's throwing out spider stories, you know. I'm teasing. But obviously, you know, we've talked – we said when we started this thing, we're going to have people on. Yes. Well, now this creates an even larger need for that. So we're motivated. More. We're very motivated because yeah. it, it is way uh, not, I mean, you and I can come in here and do this every week. Sure. But it's just more fun when you have another person, in my opinion, like when yeah. you have a third person because eventually Joey will get tired of <laughs> <laughs> preaching to me. So uh, I'm teasing. Yeah. yeah. It, what are you going to do when somebody goes, hey, I, I'd like to come on there and give some gardening tips? <laughs> I'll be like, that's another podcast. That's a, that's a different podcast. That's not. I got Sunday some year. financial advice for all you out there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, Ray, Wednesday night. Uh, Ray, we are watching the weather for this particular this Wednesday oh, night. Yeah. So we got severe. Heads we got a, yeah, a couple of severe weather threats this week, Wednesday night, and then again Thursday night and Friday morning. And so we're keeping an eye on that for Wednesday night. Uh, we'll, but, we'll make that call probably mid Wednesday morning ish. Yeah. Yeah, so, mid-morning Wednesday. We'll, right now it's saying it's all what you were saying this is morning. It's going to be, probably be kind of broken up, so it's going to be it'll be really more difficult. It'll be yeah, this will be difficult because and this is not like a super high-end threat, but you know, anytime there's a threat, this is something that we talk about internally a lot um, because we'll get ridiculed uh, just the same way that James Spann does every time he interrupts <laughs> Will of Fortune. So we'll <laughs> we we try to. It's it's a hard thing to make a call because in one sense, especially if it's very scattered in nature, right. if it's a scattered threat, it's like okay, well, we could make a call to cancel and then not even rain, right. or we could say it's going to be very scattered. We're going to have church anyway, and then like we did, um, you know, during the when we were having rehearsal for our kids' play that was on, it, we were rehearsing on a Wednesday night, and you know, and we actually had a parent who was in an accident. You know, thankfully they weren't hurt um, very badly or anything, but it's just. That that's the kind of stuff that you just you we, know, we're want to we're trying to avoid and do everything we can on our end to make sure we're yeah. keeping everybody safe. We don't want to put anybody in harm's way. Yeah, especially with the number of teenagers that we have, exactly. young drivers on the yeah. road. It's like you know, so we uh yeah we we'll, we we would you know course of least regret, but at the same time we don't want to just um you know prematurely cancel either. So we'll just know that we'll be watching that close, and if there's a there's a uh, you know, a, a, a high likelihood of of any type of uh, bad weather during during church time. Then at that point, we would make the call most likely to cancel, but not. But if late. you don't if you don't hear anything from us, that means we're on everything yeah. as normal. Yeah. So, so. Uh, keep your eye out for Joro spiders. If you <clears throat> if you spot any, catch them in a jar. Send them, <sighs> drop, bring them to Joey. These are the 
These fools, I need the listeners to know this. These fools will capture spiders, put them in jars, sit them on my desk, and while they're doing that, invade my privacy by putting hidden phone cameras in the room so that they can video my reaction. (laughs) It's worth it. It's worth it. Oh, my goodness, man. It's It's just not. It's worth the risk. It's not. It's, it's, it's like, just, hey, Joey got really upset and fired all of the church staff. Yeah, but wait till y'all see this video. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he fired them all. He, said, <laughs> he cleaned house. And if he don't give us our servers, we're going to. But wait till y'all see this video. Wait till this thing goes viral. Because <laughs> then we're all going to have plenty of income. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Right. All right. Well, I don't uh, have anything else. Do you? I don't. I, I I think I'm good, man. I just I just want to thank all of you guys for just uh, listening to us week after week. There's a good bit of you out there, and so we we appreciate your uh, commitment to listening to us. We hope we are able to continue to offer you incredible, viable information like Joe Rose spiders and things of that nature, and cauliflower Chick Fil A sandwiches and stuff. So if you're you know, if you're ever needing uh, useless information where your yeah. place. And give and, us um, some uh, feedback of some things that you would like. I know we've said this before, but um, we're we're inviting that. Like, just come up to me. Say, I would love to hear y'all talk about this on Sunday Graveyard. I would love to hear you guys do this or do whatever. So. Yeah, because, I mean, we're not afraid of controversial topics. Uh, I mean, we'll, you know, we'll carry, you know, handle it with kid gloves. But, I mean, we'd love to know more about what you want to listen to as because we don't we don't want this to be just for uh, specifically you know people that go to High Point in terms of lit, you know mm-hmm. because you may not you may not come here and listen to sermons and so that segment of the of the you know right. sermon part may not interest you but uh, we we want to be able to talk about things that that interest you and we want to if you're looking for a pastor you know a couple pastors perspectives on things yeah. maybe there's some, some things you go to a different church and you got some things going on. There, maybe you'd like for us to, uh, you know, give our take on it. We'd love to do that as well. So maybe we could do a Sunday gravy Q and A. That'd be good. That's good. And mm-hmm. I see some drafts coming in our future too. Drafts, drafts, like you know, like a like y'all. Did oh, the, okay. I like the you. cereal draft. Sorry, and, <laughs> I yeah. Was, that was I wasn't following there for a second. I thought yeah, you yeah. was like, what? I was like, what kind of papers are we writing? <laughs> a draft. <laughs> I didn't know what you're talking about. Why would you? I don't know. There's so many definitions of that word, and that's the one you went with. Is this a rough draft or are a you, final draft? Are you that scared of work? <laughs> Did you see me? I was like, I got a lot of Joro spiders to get. I'm telling y'all. What, what, if Joro spiders. What if we got everybody. Like, if, if I came to church on Sunday and I saw Joro spiders on our towers, you would have to preach the message. I'm going home. I'm gonna I'm gonna start a campaign Has for pe- people in corner to capture Joro spiders and let's create a new Joro spider sanctuary. Blank Wingo. <laughs> I won't give away the full address, but let's just say Mafe. Okay, we'll, we'll start a new Joro. <laughs> I'm telling you, we'll drop them at the end of your driveway. <laughs> I'm telling you. You're not going to like what God does to you. <laughs> It'd be awesome. Yeah. All that, right. that, we we we'll uh we'll put them together in like a 
aquarium or a little, you know, little bug container and gift them to you for your birthday. I'm going to get me a bee outfit. <laughs> what? Because they're flying spiders. And it's just, uh, no, it's, they're, 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 they're as dangerous as a flying bee or hornet or something. I'm going to get a bee costume. Actually, they're, the, yeah, the, the, like I said, the article called them flying spiders. They're parachuting spiders. I get that. But they're coming from, the, they get, Anything that can go 100 miles is flying. Well, to me, that that's even scarier than a flying spider, to be honest with you. A parachuting spider, because that means they're smart. <laughs> it's like they've got some intelligence to be able to fashion a parachute. I, I'm telling you, they can say what they want, but those <laughs> spiders... They came out of those balloons. That went <laughs> <laughs> they should have never the shot Chinese down. The are dropping the spiders on us, They should have never shot them down. <laughs> it's time for a pandemic, people. Quarantine. All right. see it coming. All right. Well, see y'all next time, I guess. Yeah, we got to go. All right. See Sandy Grevy.